Shortcoming. I'm like yelling at my computer already this morning for no good reason because it was working. I just didn't think it was. Jeez. Okay, so I'm telling myself, be nice. <laughs> All right, we're going to do our reading. Our quote is from Wilson Misner. A good listener is not only popular everywhere, but after a while, he gets to know something. A good salesperson is usually a good listener. Being a good listener also helps in being a good parent or spouse, neighbor, or friend. When we are truly able to hear what others are trying to say, we are better able to enter their world and let them into ours. Listening to the collective wisdom of others helps us gain understanding and perspective on the world around us. When it comes to recovery from a life-threatening illness like addiction, listening to others who are in recovery is like receiving a gift of ideas. It's not always easy to listen because it's often our nature to want to be the one to want to be the center of attention. But listening is an art worth developing. It enriches our lives, improves our relationships and helps us feel better about ourselves. Today, may I enrich my spiritual life by listening to others. It's funny. They talk about this in the, Business world, school, recovery, listening is is definitely, I think, a skill that needs to be practiced. There are so many people in the rooms, at least from my experience, in groups that are really good listeners, and it's part of how I'm learning to become a better listener. I mean, I studied about it in school and really it comes down to as simple as we have two ears and one mouth. So we should be listening <laughs> double the amount of time. But I notice for me, if I'm even when I'm like really trying to do mindful listening, my brain just runs away. Sometimes if someone's telling me something and then either I have an idea that compliments it or maybe I'm already disagreeing in my mind when as soon as my mind starts playing those games I'm I can't hear anymore I can't listen anymore and and for me this happens when I'm reading too so it's not just it's not like I just don't want to listen to people but I could be reading a book and one idea will get me going and I'll have flipped three pages but not digested any of the material so this is something I like I have to really work on and I think as as people in relationships especially where the gambling is impacting the day-to-day -day or someone else's day-to-day -day, it's important to listen to what they're going through as well. We've we've talked about how us coming to the point where we needed to quit gambling was our journey and we were on our journey all along. But then when we come clean with everybody, it's new to them. They weren't in the, in the process per se of getting to when that bubble bursts 
and the stuff comes out. So they're on a different timeline. So it's important that we listen to what they have to say. It was <laughs> in treatment. I was just telling somebody about this. When we were when we were an inpatient, they had this, I don't know, it was every other week. And one of the things that they did, and I just could not even imagine being involved in this. And luckily I was like way too far away from friends and family. And, and by then Dave and I were divorced anyway. But you, you would sit in a circle in front of everybody that you were, that was, you know, in your wing, everybody that was in the program essentially. And then you're there and your family member is there. And what happens is the family member of whoever is there and the the gambler are in the hot seat. And the family member gets to look at the gambler and say, you know, I was hurt when blah, blah, blah happened. Or, you know, they have to use the I felt statements instead of, you know, you did this to me. But the listening part of the exercise was the gambler, first of all, they couldn't get defensive. They couldn't respond. All they were allowed to do was the counselors would say, okay, so what did you hear that person say? So then they'd have to repeat it to make sure that they really grasped what that, what that family member was saying. So huge listening skills needed there. And not everybody has the luxury of, you know, a counselor in this formal process. So that's the most, I don't know, impactful listening exercise that I had ever seen in my recovery. We, we have some, some folks at the center that are like so good at this and have even tried to coach me you know, I was out visiting stores one day and one of the fellas was coaching me on what a conversation might look like with my with my teammates to make sure that I was doing a good job to let them know that they were supported. So it's definitely an art. It's it's also valuable. Sometimes we might think we know what people are thinking or feeling and it's just a matter of listening to them to get to know what they're really feeling and thinking. And can you see how it would strengthen relationships if people listen to each other? I mean, that's part of it, right? You got to listen to each other, but also then take action on whatever it is that gets discovered. So, all right. Well, practice listening today, beautiful people. It looks like my uh, buddy's here. It's time to go riding. So, have a spectacular Tuesday, and I will chat with you guys tonight. I think we're up to letter I. Positive words that begin with I, so I'll see you tonight for that. Great day. And you're well